Welcome to the Park Snacker Pod, where we chat about Disney Parks news. I am Matt, and I'm with my co-host, Katie. Katie, how's it going? Hello. It is going great. So excited to be here. We have some fun stuff to talk about today. We sure do. We also have a special guest joining us today. We have Shannon from Travelmation, a.k.a. the Dull Whipper on Instagram. Shannon, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to have you here today. You know, we're, we we needed to you to here today. We're talking about Flower and Garden Festival. You know, we know you're a local. You also like gluten-free food, so we want to get some good opinions on that. Um, but, you know, we're just we're also friends on uh, Instagram and, you know, just glad that you could be with us today. So, yes, super excited. Yeah. So, you know, before we get started, Shannon, why don't you just kind of introduce yourself, who you are, you know, whatever you feel like talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm Shannon. I'm a travel agent who used to work at Disney and Universal Resorts for over 10 years. Um, I decided to become a travel agent when I realized that I wanted to help guests from the beginning of their planning, as opposed to right smack dab in the middle of their vacation. Um, I live in Central Florida with my partner, Rob. Uh, We have four girls under seven years old, and we love (laughs) going to the parks. Um, I'm gluten-free, and I obviously love Dole Whip. (laughs) <laughs> love that love that I, you know i didn't realize you had four little girls that's that's awesome yep i have a uh two six-year-olds they're stepsisters uh four-year-old uh, stepdaughter and a two-year-old nice awesome we're mm-hmm. we're expecting our second girl in just a matter of weeks now awesome uh, congratulations so, yeah. thanks thanks yeah re- really excited well, cool. Glad you're here today. We, you know, we have some uh, some fun topics to go, you know, chat about. You know, some new dining updates uh, over at some of the big big hits like Chef Mickey's, uh, Cinderella's Royal Table. You know, then we're really going to be talking about uh, Flower and Garden Festival, which started today as a recording um, on March first. So we'll be chatting about that. Before we get started, you know, we always have to talk about our good friends Park Snacker. Um, where it is the free mobile app that you could download today where you can rate, review, and discover over 70,000 menu items at Walt Disney World. Uh, now on the app, which we have the flower and garden menus. Uh, so, you know, go over to the Epcot Festival Hub. You could see every single menu over there. Uh, you know, we have all the... All of the food and drink items from the previous years are still in the menus, which with the ratings, so you know, you know, you'll already know how some of them already stack up to uh, to each other. So make sure you find that in the Epcot Festival Hub. You can connect with your friends to see what they're snacking on. You can browse menus, create custom lists, and so much more. So head over to parksnacker.com today to download the app available on iOS and Android. Again, head over to parksnacker.com today to rate and review what you eat and drink at Walt Disney World. All right. Uh, And Shannon, are you on Park Snacker? Absolutely. Excellent. How how can we find you uh, on there? You can find me at Dole Whipper. Excellent. I expect to see some good flower and garden content in the in the coming weeks because I will not be there. Katie, I don't know if you are, right? No, I won't. I know. Almost. I have an, I have an almost trip. It's not going to happen, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is so, the, you know, I talked about it last week. This is the week where I think is like the best week uh, at Disney World. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I already talked about my reasons. So I do. I am keeping track of as of today, keeping track of like wait times. Uh, and as of yesterday, I should say February 28th, it was it was pretty dead. Like it was dead at Disney World. So, hey, I you know, I might be right so far. We'll see. <laughs> Yeah. One day in. I was at the parks on Sunday, and it honestly was not too bad at Magic Kingdom for Sunday. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess the everyone's already going home from the Princess Half Marathon, which was this past weekend. Correct. Uh, oh, well, I should say congrats to all the runners who, you know, if anyone listening out there ran last weekend, congrats for completing the races. Absolutely. Um, cool. All right. Well, let's get started. You know, first, I got to talk about, you know, last week I chatted about how I was getting a tattoo Oh my gosh. It is awesome. Uh, Looks great. Yeah. Yeah. Katie and Shannon have seen it. I have not put it up on social media yet. I'm debating. You may or may not see it the day of this release. I might wait till it heals a bit because there's a lot of color in it. I think I'm just going to, you know, wait till it heals. 
Uh, but, you know, I, I said how it was going to be, you know, Space Mountain and Tomorrowland. And the, you know, I was really, I let the artist uh, kind of just run wild with, you know, however they wanted to do it. Um, and, you know, she did such a great uh, interpretation uh, of it. Um, you know, Space Mountain, she kind of made it into like a floating spaceport, which mm -hmm. is pretty dope. Um, I don't know if that's, you know, how Space Mountain is actually supposed to be, but I just love the idea and rendition of like, oh, this is like a, you know, actual spaceport just floating in the air. Uh, and then you see like the city in the background and like she has, she even has one of the ships flying in front of it. Um, man, I, it's awesome. I'm super stoked on it. You know, it takes up most of my upper arm. Uh, it was, it's awesome. I can't wait to show everyone out there. If, you know, if, if I don't show it on social media right away, if you're listening to this episode, you want a sneak peek, just send me a message on Instagram and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll give you a sneak peek of it. Um, but otherwise, you know, maybe next week, once it heals, I'll have it up. Nice. Yeah. It really uh, is so cool. Like, I am sure you're thrilled with it, but I, you saw, you sent it to me earlier today and I was like, oh my God, mind blown. That is the coolest <laughs> thing. Um, it's yeah. And I love the color with it too. It's just, it's very cool. Absolutely. The colors just pop and I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Super, super, super stoked. Um, Shannon, I know you have some Disney tattoos as well. I, you know, I was looking at your feed and I saw this really cool Star Wars one, which, mm -hmm. you know, I want you to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so the, the latest one I got, uh, was a larger piece on my thigh, um, with, uh, Han and Leia, uh, just with the I love you, I know. Um, but it's kind of an homage to my partner and I, um, because he was the one that told me that he loved me first. And I, I kind of already knew and I kind of did the whole <laughs> Han Solo, I know. Um, and so I have uh, Leia on one side and Luke on the other. Or sorry, not Luke, obviously. Um, <laughs> on, on the other. Um, and just like flowers and roses. Um, and I that was my third uh, kind of Disney tattoo. Awesome. Awesome. What, mm -hmm. what, were, what were the other two? I have a Dole Whip, which is not <laughs> surprising. Um, and then I have one. It's um, kind of like a shadow figure, like two shadow figures. It's my mom and I um, walking mm. down Main Street. Oh, that's so cute. I love that. Yeah, she was the Disney mom for sure. Oh, love, love it. it. Beautiful. Love it. I love it. Katie, are you, uh, do you have any Disney tattoos or no? No, I don't. Mentally, I want them. I don't know that I ever will, but like in my mind, I think about it a lot. So yeah. <laughs> one we'll day. See. We'll see one day. One day. Yeah. I just want to get Just Keep Swimming written either on my arm or on my foot or something. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, see. well, you know, so Space Mountain, you know, is one of my favorite attractions. You know, it's I would say extra extraterrestrial alien encounter is my favorite, you know, extinct attraction. Space Mountain <laughs> is right below it. But I, I thought Space Mountain would make the better tattoo. Um, so quick question, you guys, you know, if you were to have one attraction as a tattoo, what would it be? Oh, dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everyone is shocked to hear it. But I want Dr. Seeker and the dinosaur and. It's just that would just make my heart so happy. Love it. I'd probably do um, teacups, just nice. really bright colors and yeah. just, you know, I don't know if I'd go whimsical or more kind of, you know, how they've been doing the, the artwork with it, with the block colors, but I love the teacups. Yeah. I could That's see fun. like a, like a teacup and then like a watercolor splash, like coming mm -hmm. out of the top or something. That's the first kind of thing that came yeah. to my mind. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, all right, this the, is now becoming a Disney tattoo podcast. So <laughs> I know. here for all of the inspiration. Uh, you've got me hooked. I'm ready. <laughs> I know. Well, the the assistant is a big Disney World fan. The assistant at the tattoo parlor was at today. She was a big Disney fan. She had a Madame Leota on her arm. Oh, very cool. So, yeah. But uh, all right. So that's the, the tattoo talk for today. Tune in next week where we discuss uh, what we're actually getting. <laughs> Um, all right, so Katie, yeah, you know, you're up. You got some like, a cool trip you want to talk about? What's going on? I do. Okay, two separate things. So I alluded to it just before. Um, I'm not going to be going to Flower and Garden, but reading through the menus, and I've been talking to Cassie, who's practically perfect Picard, who I went with on my girls' trip in January, um, and she'll be going in a couple weeks um, for her Tron annual passport preview, and she's, you know, of course, dying to get me to go. I'm trying to go, but 
realistically, there's no actual possible chance I could go. Um, but of course, as one does, I looked up flights just for the heck of it. <laughs> if I could fly down for one night and come right back and it was only $75. So I'm like, mm. oh, this is legit. I should definitely at least tell Nick like, hey, this is an option. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, but but the problem is now that I don't have my stupid annual pass holder anymore, park tickets are so expensive. Like one mm. single park hopper pass for one day is $226. Oh. Like. Yeah. It hurts my soul. That yeah. said, that wasn't what I was trying to actually talk about. But as I was like going through the pricing of it and seeing what everything would cost, as one does, um, it gave me a little pop-up that says a theme park reservation will automatically be made for your, when you buy your like individual park ticket. So now mm-hmm. that you have to buy a ticket based on what park you're going to and the price is different, it automatically makes your park pass reservation for that park. And that was new to me. I didn't know that it automatically did it. That's awesome. Yep, that happens for the one day tickets. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I just I was like, oh, that's actually kind of helpful. <laughs> yeah, I think that started a few months ago, right? Shannon, yeah. you probably know better than me. Yeah, it happened um yeah, I wanna say it happened probably in January. Early yeah. January. I remember so vaguely terribly. talking about it, mm-hmm. but not yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't remember. I didn't like. It just popped up, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Like, oh, nice. Um, but that being said, I will not be going in two weeks, even if the flight is very cheap, because nothing else is cheap, and I just, I just can't do it. As much as my heart would want to <laughs> go to Epcot for yeah. one day just to do the festival. Um, yeah. However, I do have a trip coming up in November, um, Nick and I have decided to do a couple days at Disney right after we get married in November um, as part of like a little mini moon. Um, Like our actual honeymoon, we're gonna be going to Hawaii, but probably not until the spring. But naturally, I need to go to Disney at some point for my honeymoon. Um, (laughs) And what better time than right after. So um, trying to figure out the best logistics as far as like when to go, how to go. We want to stay at a deluxe resort. Primarily, we want to stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge with like a Savannah view. Um, but I think, and I'm going to kind of throw a little shout out to my girl Shannon over here because she's helping me <laughs> as my travel agent for this. Um, and one of the things I've been debating between is either like, you know, just booking directly through Disney. I can, you know, pay it off with my Disney Visa credit card points. I can do all kinds of stuff like that. Like it's just easier in my mind has always been to just book directly through Disney, but the pricing for for everything is so expensive. Shannon suggested that I go about renting DVC points, which I know we've talked about in the past, but I've never actually like looked into it. Um, so I was kind of debating which one was the best. I'm pretty sure I'm leaning towards renting DVC points to get like a studio um, at Jumbo House or Kidani Village or something like that. Either one, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of say like, that's something where we're talking about doing and I really need to actually book it but I keep just I don't know I don't know what I'm waiting for at this point but that's it's on my radar at least yeah I you know I I hear nothing but good things about renting DVC points I've personally never done it Mm -hmm. but I honestly I I can't think of a time where someone has really complained about it I've seen people talk about it on forums for such a long time uh, just even on Instagram, I, you know, I see people post cheap deals all the time on mm-hmm. my Instagram stories, um, about, you know, Hey, check this out. Only like, you know, for a few nights at Grand Floridian, you know, 300 bucks or whatever, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, it's definitely going to be cheaper. You know, I, Shannon, maybe you know more than me, but do you lose any perks at all? Like if you don't book through Disney? Um, I mean, as far as the perks are concerned, you wouldn't be entitled to any of the DVC perks. Like, you wouldn't be able to go over to, um, like, the Villains Lounge up on the top mm-hmm. of uh, Bay Lake Tower. But, I mean, you still get all the deluxe resort perks. Um, you wouldn't be able to pay it off kind of like with a vacation package as you traditionally would with a Disney hotel and vacation package. So that kind of like upfront cost can kind of be a little high depending on how long you're going to be staying. Um, And you kind of have to use the owner ends up being uh, essentially your travel advisor for the hotel portion because they have to um, put in all of your, you know, all of your information. So it kind of seems like you got to put a lot of 
you know, trust in that you do. DBZ owner, yep. which I yeah. think that's the sketchiest part. Like Nick and I are having to deal with like, okay, this is like a big, big thing to kind of put our trust in. But I mean, yeah. a lot of people I mean, do it, so it's got to be okay. <laughs> yeah, I've done it myself, um, especially with having all the girls. We've stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge in a one bedroom and it was fantastic. And we rented from an owner. We asked him for a quick little contract. Um, which you can easily do. Most owners are really open to it. And yeah, we had a great time and we saved a lot of money. I think we did a one night stay for like 300 bucks, 350 bucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will say like just pricing it out, this is 100% the way to go. It's so much like such a better deal. Definitely cheaper. That's probably what we'll end up doing. Hopefully by next week, I actually have an actual, hey, I have a trip booked update to give you guys. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. We'll see how, yeah. how far I get. Well, good luck. You know, let us yeah keep us updated on what's going on. I you know I think it might be the best way to go. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially we're, we're trying to do more of a relaxed trip, which is not my vibe, but it's Nick's vibe. So I'm gonna try to yeah. do a more relaxed trip. Yeah. We won't be like rope dropping to fireworks anything, um, and we want to do more of like the excursions and like fun little backstage tours and just do like resort stuff. So we're thinking about doing the wild Africa trek maybe, um, or definitely doing living with the lands, um, behind the seeds tour. That one's Um, good. You'll have access to the starlight safari at animal kingdom lodge. Ooh. Yeah. I was just going to say that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Any other suggestions of any of those like excursions or fun little extras to do is kind of what we're looking at. Yeah, I mean, I know you're a big Animal Kingdom fan as well. Mm-hmm. So there's always, you know, I always want to go on the Rhino tour or mm-hmm. the, up, uh, what is it? Up close with rhinos and then walking, what is it? The walking elephant giants. one. Like, yeah. Yeah, the Caring for Giants. Caring, caring for, for Giants. giants. Yeah, yeah, Caring for Giants. Yeah. Yeah, I want to do either that one of those. So, I mean, I think that, those, that would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We really want to do, Nick is such an aquarium nerd. Like, literally, we have to spend hours in the aquarium, which it's, fine the first time it happens (laughs) but i can only stare stare at aquariums for so long but he really wants to do like an aquarium backstage door or something like that um but not the one that we have to get scuba certified so i don't know we're just kind of weighing all of our options and i think they have a dolphin one now too they have a dolphin one yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. so we'll we're we're debating on that one but i don't know we'll see more are you interested are you interested in like any of the magic kingdom tours that they have Uh, not really um Magic Kingdom's not our favorite park. And as a cast member, like when I went through traditions, like I feel like I saw a oh, lot of yeah, the stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. that they okay, do on like, about that. the Keys to the Kingdom tour. Yeah, so um, the Utilidors probably wouldn't be anything, you know. No, they smell like trash. They're <laughs> New not anything cool. No, they, they're not that special, I promise. <laughs> so yeah, no, Magic, it probably would be an Animal Kingdom or an Epcot backstage that we do because those are our favorite parks. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So more to come. We'll see how it ends up. I should probably get moving on it. But, you know, we have time is what I keep telling myself about all wedding related things. We have time. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, there's never enough time. So good luck. Thank you. That was a of confidence. So nice. Thanks. (laughs) No problem. I'm going to just drink my wine now. (laughs) All right. So let's get to some of the the quick topics for the news. Uh, You know, we have some decent news today. Uh, So let's get started on that. Uh, first, we're going to talk about the Cinderella's Royal Table. Uh, so starting February 28th, so, you know, already passed, characters will be returning and walking around the tables, which, you know, since uh, reopening after the pandemic, uh, th- that's not been the case. You've only really been able to see Cinderella from uh, afar. So, you know, during your meals, you could see several of the princesses, possibly Ariel, Aurora, Snow White, and, you know, even the fairy godmother, perhaps. Um, and then, you know, but the other big piece of news out of this is that prices have gone significantly up. Um, adults, you know, it used to be 40 for for breakfast. We'll start with breakfast for adults. It used to be 45. And now it's $65 per adults. Kids, it used to be twenty nine. Now it is thirty nine dollars for dinner. It previously it was sixty seven dollars for adults. Now it's seventy nine dollars. And for kids, it used to be uh, thirty nine. Now it is forty seven. So those are that some is pr- like a huge hike. Yeah, this is it a is bigger hike than they big. usually are. 
Yeah, especially for breakfast. That is sixty five dollars yeah. for breakfast is a is a bit. I'm a Disney fan, but yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. A lot. I can, like I can't imagine like paying. For, like you know, say if I'm a picky eater, I just get like eggs and like potatoes. I'm paying sixty five dollars for like yeah. a maybe a view by a window seat and seeing princess i don't know i'm not into that uh-uh. yeah. i've never been a cinderella's royal table fan i've never been but it has never appealed to me and i've never heard Same. good things about the food anyway so uh, for them to hike it up so much like this is just crazy like 79 dollars for a buffet at disney has got to be one of the highest costs like most of them are pretty close to like the 65 69 area i think um, but 79 seems like it's got to be one of the highest costing ones, which ugh, that's so much. Yeah, it's definitely a lot. Shannon, have you have you been before? I did Cinderella's Royal Table a very long time ago. Um, and honestly, the food, it was pretty good. Um, you know, it, it's park food, so I don't have extremely <laughs> high expectations. But for what it was, I did really enjoy it. Um, character dining is still one of my favorite things just because you're not having to wait in individual lines to see characters. And especially with the kiddos now, like, it, it's just, it makes it so much easier. Um, but I do definitely love, like, breakfast at Topolino's. Um you know, or over at Tusker House, over at Animal Kingdom. Like, mm-hmm. they're just, they're great. No, yeah, I, I feel like you have so many better options than this. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree uh, with you, Shannon. Like, after, because um, I was never really into, like, character dining, but, you know, we went with our daughter, who was 17 months at the time, and she, like, she loves the characters, so, like, she was all in on, like, the characters coming to the table. We went to Topolino's. And now it's like, okay, well, I know for sure, you know, I'm going to book at least one character dining experience every trip um, just because, yeah, it is easier to to meet the characters. You know, you don't have to wait in line or, you know, anything like that. So, you know, but but this, yeah, I uh, I'll uh, I'll do something else. <laughs> it's expensive. Absolutely. I know that my girls were wanting to do it at some point, And now I'm just kicking myself and not going last week. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, my God. Yep. Yeah, yeah, a bit, yeah, a bit too late for that. Um, I, know. I was gonna look at like Plaza. Well, who has the character? Is it Plaza or Crystal Palace? Crystal, Crystal Palace. Palace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, has Winnie the Pooh characters. Okay, yeah. actually, have um, they come back yet? I don't even remember. We, yeah, they have. Okay. The one thing I'm waiting for to come back: 1900 Park Fair over yes. at Grand Floridian hasn't come back at all mm-hmm. yet. I know. Not even any yep. like. Like, not even no characters, not even Famous Island, not anything. It hasn't come back. And I loved that one. I went um, when I was a teenager, even, and I met Cinderella and Prince Charming and the Stepsisters and Lady Tremaine. And it was just so, it was so much fun. Again, the food Mm -hmm. was kind of hit or miss, but, like, the characters were great. And for breakfast, you can meet, like, the Mad Hatter and other, like, more rare characters. Mm -hmm. And I haven't heard anything about 1900 Park Fair. I honestly think that they're going to be bringing it back um, when they finish all the renovations over there. Mm, That makes Mm. sense. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, still a lot. You, there's still a lot going on over there. <laughs> I try. <laughs> um, all right, so yeah, that's. Oh, I was looking at Crystal Palace. Yeah, breakfast at Crystal Palace is forty five, mm-hmm. still, uh, and you know, mm-hmm. for adults and dinner is uh, fifty nine. So, yeah, which already seemed a little crazy, but now apparently we have a new scale to go off of. So yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so that's uh, Cinderella's Royal, Royal Table. So Chef Mickey's is, you know, we're talking about that now. So as of today, you know, as of recording, March 1st, uh, they are bringing back the buffet. You know, it used to, you know, before the pandemic, it was always buffet. You know, then after when they reopened, they changed it to family style. <clears throat> and now the normal buffet is coming back for all of the meals. Um, you know, dinner is $62 per adult plus tax and gratuity. Uh, a child is thirty nine dollars, uh, and then breakfast is th- uh, fifty one dollars per adult and thirty three dollars per child. So, again, not as bad as Cinderella's Royal Table, but you know, still still expensive. Um, so, you know, I've never been to Chef Mickey's before, um, but it's just 
just seems like so loud in there and i don't know (laughs) (laughs) it definitely is whenever i've gone anytime i've like gone by it i'm just like that's just i don't know it's not I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's for me, but hey, I'm not, I'm never going to, you know, not go. I feel like at some point in the future, I'll probably go with, you know, with the kids. So, um, but yeah, so, uh, there was something that you had posted about Shannon the other day, you know, why don't you talk a little bit more about that with Chef Mickey's? Yeah. So I saw from one of my friends that they actually are not having Mickey go by the tables anymore. After you have your meal, then you go, you get a ticket, and you're able to wait in line and you do a photo op with Mickey. So the other characters are still walking around, like a traditional Mm -hmm. character dining. But with Mickey, you go and you meet him in what I'm assuming is a room. I didn't see a picture or video. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so definitely a little bit different. uh, Kind of mixed reviews on... You know, Mickey not visiting the table. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder why, like, why could they even be doing that? I mean, you you probably put more thought of this, you know, into this than I've been able to. So, I mean, do you, do you know any reason? Like, what, what do you think it might be going on? Um, I mean, the only thing that I can think of is that a lot of people go for Mickey. So they want to kind of, like, get in and get out with the guests and I can only imagine that Mickey was, you know, spending a lot of time at different tables. Um, The one thing I can say as being a mom, I do kind of like the fact that, you know, I'll be in the picture now. So that'll be nice. (laughs) It's not, you know, instead of me taking the pictures, you know, with uh, kids that have like, you know, food still in their mouth, you know, trying to get pictures with (laughs) other kids behind them. So that'll make for a nicer picture at least. Yeah, that's true. Um, But yeah, it'll be a different experience for sure. We did the very classic first birthday for my oldest at Chef Mickey's. And um, when it reopened, we went over there. Um, I'm kind of disappointed that they're going back to the buffet, but I know that's a lot easier uh for the staff and the servers but yeah yeah Yeah. i'm a big family style fan so it does bum me out but like you said i mean it is a lot easier so i understand like when you're kind of crunching through that many people at once um the only thing i can think of for mickey meeting separately like kind of like what you said shannon like he is the star people go to see him so now you'll have a better photo op you'll have maybe even more time with him where it's not so rushed and crowded and like cramped next year like right next to other guests and that kind of thing so i just hope that they do actually have a special place for him and it's not just him standing like out awkwardly in the open or anything yeah like that. so it'll be interesting to see once people start you know sharing photos of what that new meet looks like um, but I think other buffets do this too. Like Akashus or however you say it over in Epcot um, in Norway does this. Like they usually have a princess meeting out in the front and then you meet other princesses like during your meal. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think does Artist Point with Snow White, I think do they do that too with the Evil they, Queen? They do that with the Evil Queen. And even with Cinderella's Royal Table, they do it with Cindy right in the front. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So, you meet her so first. Doesn't exactly- Tusker House do that too? Because I... I- you know, this is my information is from 2013 when I did it. I remember <laughs> before I ate at Tusker House, you could take a picture with someone outside. I don't know if that's still a thing. It hasn't when <laughs> I've gone, um, but it has been a few years since I've done the Tusker House. Okay. Hmm. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe this is becoming a new normal, like meet one character um, separately. And I mean, maybe it also gives the other characters more time between tables as well because you're not mm-hmm. putting in a fourth or fifth or whatever character so i don't know yeah. interesting we'll see how yeah it maybe maybe it's part of like guest feedback about like oh you know i wish we could you know get our whole family in the photo like you were saying shannon i mean uh you know because that is an opportunity to you know meet the characters and you know why not just get at least one you know one good great picture with you know the characters so mm-hmm. absolutely um, yeah i could see this being beneficial um, all right, so that is the news for those two restaurants. I don't think we have any more food, uh, or I should say restaurant updates. Uh, so next, on March uh, yeah, March 20th, uh, guests purchasing Disney uh, Genie Plus service will also receive digital downloads of their Disney PhotoPass attraction photos uh, taken 
in the park on the day of their purchase at no additional charge. So, you know, just an added benefit of purchasing uh, Genie Plus, you know, you just get your attraction photos, you know, not like, you know, PhotoPass photographer pictures or anything like that. It's your attraction photos, which, I mean, which is great. You know, I think that's a, I think that's a really good um, benefit to, to mm-hmm. have. Agreed. So, yeah. Yeah. It's like such a little thing that they can do, but I think it makes a big difference. I mean, you're already paying to go on the ride. The least you can do is give me the photo that they take. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like the the attraction photos are always so much fun to look at. Too, so. <laughs> always, yeah. And it yeah. is something that they would be doing um, as an added benefit that the other parks aren't doing because Universal mm-hmm. doesn't do that with their Express Pass, and SeaWorld doesn't do that with their mm. Speed Pass either. There you go. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. No. Great. You know. Great benefit. You know. Now that Genie Plus could, you know, be, you know, twenty nine bucks <laughs> a day. You know, at least I'm getting a little bit more out of it. So there you go. Um, Shannon, what are you, what's your opinion on um, your, your hot take or quick, you know, quick opinion on Genie Plus? Do you, you know, as a local, do you? I'm sure you don't use it every time you go, but are there days where, like, you know what, you know, we're going to Magic Kingdom, we want to get lots done, you know, let's just do it for the day. What's uh, what? What are your opinions on it? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's kind of where the market was heading, you know, everywhere else they do charge for it. Um, But for us, when we are doing a big family day over at Magic Kingdom um, or Hollywood Studios, those two parks especially, we'll totally throw down the money for Genie Plus. Um, Mm -hmm. There are some like tips and tricks on how to, you know, use it more efficiently and more effectively. Um, I kind of share that on uh, my Instagram, um, but you can find them all over, you know, YouTube and other places as well. Um, but no, I, I mean, we threw down the money when we went on uh, Sunday and we thought it was well worth it. We didn't wait on anything. Awesome. Awesome. And do you find, uh, you know, as a travel agent, do you find most of your guests using it for their trips or no? Um, probably about 75% of them. And then um, they'll usually always do it for Magic Kingdom and for Hollywood Studios. It's a hit or miss for Epcot. They might just do an individual lightning lane uh, for Cosmic Rewind, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they might just do, you know, something, you know, get there early for Avatar. Yeah, yeah. I honestly, I, I think pe- people would say don't use it for Epcot. I think it's great for mm-hmm. Epcot, you know, in my opinion, because... All the main attractions, there are always long lines. Test Track, they Frozen, are. Remy's. Um, what am I missing here? Soren. Uh, Soren. Mm-hmm. Soren could get pretty long too. You know, Soren's mm-hmm. you know usually shorter than the others. But like, hey, you know, it's if it's thirty minutes, you don't have to wait thirty minutes online. You get, you know, Soren's pretty easy to get. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think I think it's worth it. So I'm, you know, I, I, I always say this. I go once a, you know, once a year if I'm lucky. I'm, I'm always going to buy it for every park no matter what. So, <laughs> yeah, but I think it's worth it for Epcot. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and, and that's what it's all about. You know, it's all about time, you know, and how much you value your time. If you're going to be at the parks, you know, for a couple of days and sure, maybe you don't get it one day, but you get it for the next one. Yeah, for sure. Um, cool. All right. Well, you know, this this next one is probably, you know, you're probably ecstatic for uh, beginning on April 18th. Annual pass holders will be able to visit Disney World theme parks after 2 p.m. without a park pass reservation mm-hmm. with with some exceptions. Uh, one being, uh, you know, if you want to go to Magic Kingdom on a Saturday or Sunday, you're still going to need a park pass uh, reservation for that regardless of what time you want to go. Um, oh, is that the only one? I thought I had two bullets here. <laughs> I think that's the only one. <laughs> I think that was the only exception that I knew about. Uh, okay, yes. That is, I thought I had two, but it's actually You only just one. have the same thing written twice. That's okay. Do I? Oh, you're right. I do. Do I? <laughs> that's okay. okay. But the, yeah, the pass holders already found a loophole in that, though. Oh, really? How? How? They just go to another park first and then they hop over <gasps> to Magic Kingdom after. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Genius. True. True. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, that's got to be exciting. You know, as a local, how, you know, how has the 2 p.m. rule been affecting you or, you know, has it been annoying? Like, 
Like, give me your thoughts on that, Shannon. Um, I mean, I understand the reasoning behind the reservations. Um, I briefly worked at the parks a few years back, so I understand, you know, them wanting to know labor and things like that. Um, but not being able to just on a whim go to Epcot mm-hmm. in the evening kind of stinks. Um, you know, if it was sold out for my bucket, even though that there was availability if you had a regular park ticket, but there's no availability for park, for annual pass holders. So that was mm-hmm. kind of a bummer. Um, so, but I understand why they're doing it for Magic Kingdom and being able to park hop will be, will be really good. Nice. Perfect. Uh, Katie doesn't matter anymore. You're not an AP holder. So. Wow. I know. Ooh, Ouch. Me deep. Jeez. <laughs> I know. What did sorry. I never do to you? Man. I know. I, I just, I, I saw low blow and I took it and I yeah. feel bad already doing <laughs> that's it. That's fine. So. I, that's what I'm here for. It's fine. Yeah. Um, cool. So super exciting for all the AP holders out there. Cause I know that's been, you know, much, much needed. Cause yeah, park pass reservations are not going anywhere anytime soon. Not at all. All right. So surprise happened, you know, today, you know, March 1st, you know, today is also, I, you know, after we're done recording this, I'm, I'm watching the newest season of the Mandalorian <laughs> Disney plus first episode of season three came out today. Uh, but over at Disney's Hollywood studios, they dropped that the Mandalorian and Grogu himself are making uh, appearances over there. You know, looks About like they're time. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, I was I saw people trying to get photos of him. It was a madhouse, you know, trying to look for him. But, uh, you know, it's funny because, you know, I saw someone made a comment. Uh, I can't remember who it was. It was someone on Instagram. I'm, I, you know, but they said, oh, they thought I guess they thought it was funny because, you know, all the vloggers are probably over in like Epcot. You know, you know, that's getting so all the, true. Uh-huh. Getting all the stuff over there where they're like, you know, what, let's just drop. Mandalorian and Grogu over here, you know, where <laughs> everyone's at Epcop today. So I, I um, saw that too. It was Ashley at AC Does Disney. Oh, that's right. That's who yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, you're not wrong. Like, the timing of it is perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just so convenient that it also is the day the season dropped and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. But it's so, yeah, it's, we don't, we don't know how long they're going to be around. So, if you want to see them, try to, I would get over there, you know, soon if, if you can, because. <laughs> Um, I mean, I know they've been in Disneyland for a while, but, you know, who knows if they're staying long for, um, you know, here, you know, maybe they're here. Maybe they are here to stay. Um, you know, the whole timeline of Galaxy's Edge and Batuu have gone out the, you know, completely out the window. <laughs> completely out the window. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Anymore. You know, it yeah. doesn't even matter anymore. So which I think is fine. You know, it's, yeah. you know. You know, no one cares about the sequels anymore. Unfortunately, the sequel <laughs> yeah. movies for Star Wars—they really dropped the ball on that. Um, but exciting to see, you know, them—you know—see them there because you know everyone loves the Mandalorian and Grogu. Uh, I have a artwork of them hanging up on my wall to my left over here. Love them. Um, so yeah, super exciting. How do you, yeah, you guys feel good about this? I just cool. love the characters being able to roam. If if yes. we can get. At Walt Disney World, more characters roaming. That would just make my heart so happy. Yeah. I yeah. agree. Completely. Even mm-hmm. if it's like a character, I don't know, what were they calling it? Like, kind of like what Winnie the Pooh does at Epcot and Catching Butterflies. Character sighting or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> even something like that where you can't actually go up and like talk to them or whatever. Even something like that is still so magical. Because it seems like almost like a... Like a oh my god, look who it is! Like that's so like it's not something that has to be planned. It's just like a little sprinkle of magic. So love that he's just wandering. I hope he stays around. I'm sure everyone's gonna be (laughs) that Winnie the Pooh is so funny. Oh my god, he really is cutest. That's my most favorite sighting. Yeah, like I just want to go help him catch some butterflies. (laughs) I know he's funny. All right, one last little piece of news. This is Disneyland news, which I really needed to bring up, and I'm jealous that I'm not going to be able to see this. I don't know how long this will last, but if you watch the show Hawkeye on Disney+, Plus, in the, I'm pretty sure it was the first episode, they are at a musical in New York City. Mm-hmm. It's called Rogers the Musical, as in Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Captain America, <laughs> and it's all about him you know, be, you know, as a kid becoming Captain America and stuff, you know, there's different characters in there like, you know, Black Widow, Hulk. Um, so that was a fake musical within the Hawkeye series. But they are bringing a uh, just look like a, it looks like a shortened version of that to Disney's California Adventure. And 
you know, Peggy Carter's in it. I'm just so jealous that uh, I'm not going to be able to see this. I'm so bummed because I think this is just the coolest thing. Uh, and I love it. You know, have you guys heard about this at all? Yeah. Yeah. I saw that it was coming out. It, it looks like it's going to be hysterical, but great at the same time. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I really I hope so. You know, I, there's always going to be someone that films it. I can't wait to watch it. You know, I <laughs> always um, I usually don't like watching spoilers for like rides or attractions, but I know I'm not going to be able to see this anytime soon. I don't know how long it's going to be out. So I'm, I'm watching it. So that's awesome. All right. Well, let's get to the main topic. You know, we'll spend so, uh, some time going over the flower and garden food and drink. You know, we're not going to list everything you know that came out you know katie and i talked about it last week the episode came out and of course that you know the same day of the episode aired <laughs> the menus dropped you know we called it we already knew it was gonna happen we knew that was gonna happen that's what happened for the arts festival too like we need to start recording on thursdays because apparently that's when menus drop i know i know but at least we had like a week to you know really kind of yeah. digest the menu you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um so yeah so you know a lot of people are excited about Flower and Garden. You know, to me, it's my favorite festival because it just makes Epcot more beautiful. I just I don't understand why don't they like they don't keep around like it's I understand if they take the topiaries away. Why don't they keep the flowers like mm-hmm. around? Like I feel like they should just keep that in Epcot all the time. Um, but yeah, the big display at the front of the parks is Encanto. You know, that's the mm-hmm. hotness right now. Um so there's, you know, a great, beautiful display of topiaries over there. I saw that there was a lot of Orange Bird merchandise madness going on today. Over oh, yeah. At, yeah. The what is it? The um, what's the shop? Creation shop. Yep. Um, there's a pretty cute Orange Bird hat. I'm like, OK, I kind of want that hat. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, any, um, you know. You know, give yeah. You know, I'll, I'll go to you guys first. Katie, I'll lead it off with you. You know, what are you know what are some your general thoughts of the the food, um, food and drink offerings this year? Yeah, general thoughts. I mean, I kind of said it the very first thing, but like just reading these menus really want me to go. Like, get me to want to go, right? Because I feel like there's a lot of new stuff, or at least like mm-hmm. different versions of old stuff. Um, it seems like they're doing a lot of really cool things. Like, I think the coolest thing is that the booth that's the Epcot Farmer's Feast over yes. by Test Track, um, mm-hmm. they have three different rotating menus depending on the season, right? So like yeah. we've talked how absurdly long this festival is. Yeah. But yes. they have an early bloom menu that's from, you know, March 1st through April 8th. They have a springtime menu then from the April 9th through May 20th. And then a new um, summer solstice menu starting then May 20th through July 5th, the end of the festival. So I thought that was extremely cool and a really fun way to get a lot of different items out. Um, And then, of course, (laughs) encourage people to continue to coming back because they have to try new things. Um, Because I do think with such long festivals like this, like especially for a local and and, um, Shannon, you can attest for this as a local, but Mm -hmm. it's got to get kind of old towards the end of these very long festivals because you've tried everything that you wanted to try. Like you might have some favorites, but towards the end of it, I would at least get very bored and wanting something new. So it's cool that they're actually like rotating menus. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, no, I definitely had that underlined and I thought that that was very cool. Yeah, I think they did that last year for flower and garden right i think it was they they did it i think that was the first time i remember seeing it yeah with Mm -hmm. the rotating menus which is yeah such yeah such a great idea i i I agree with that nice yeah i remember they have i i didn't remember having like rotating menus like this i'm sure i missed it um but i know that they had some items or booths that weren't open until halfway through the festival but i thought it was cool to have like one booth that just rotated menus which i don't know i thought it was pretty cool um, cool. So, you know, why don't we kind of discuss, um, well, actually the first thing, well, the first thing I'm going to mention. So when I, fir- when the menus first came out, I saw that there was a new booth called brunch cot, yes. but then I realized, oh, it's just Epcot sunshine shine griddle from last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So um, they changed the name because, you know, Disney knows that everyone, especially Katie, uh, hey. loves brunch. <laughs> I do. You know. I do. Not even yeah. shocked. 
Yeah. But, uh, you know, everyone loved the set fried cinnamon roll bites. You know, I heard those, you know, those were awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, the avocado toast was back. Uh, shrimp and grits, I think, were on the menu a couple years ago. They are now mm -hmm. back. You know, I posted up an Instagram story today of like, hey, what's your favorite? The shrimp and grits were, you know, one of them. Mm -hmm. um, people are excited to see the fruchy back. I know that, you know, people are hit or miss on that. I happen to really like it. I love it. Yeah, I think it's great. You know, what's what's not the like about it? Yeah, I have to it's see. Disgusting. Usually, what? Don't, get out of here, Katie. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's delicious. <laughs> I more fruchy for Matt and I. That's yes. fair. Um, okay, I will say I've only had it once, and I think it was just a bad batch. I admit, because it was like the rice was not cooked all the way; it was uh, dry. So no. I know I had a bad batch. Yeah, it's, so it I will try out. it again at some point. Yeah. yeah, for some weird reason, it's saying that it's not gluten free. I'm wondering, like, if it's just like a sauce or something, because I know in the past it has been gluten free. So, mm. a lot of these oh, menu items, I feel like they've added a sauce or something that has gluten and flour in it. But I'm I'm wondering if I go to the chefs and say, hey, if you just omit this, would it be gluten free? And you know, sometimes that happens. I get lucky. Mm -hmm. I just did a um, f like a, a command find on the the page itself on the web page, mm -hmm. and I put the word gluten in it, and it looks like there's only like eight gluten friendly options this year. The ones that are already made gluten friendly, yeah, absolutely. Like it, it definitely is less than last year and in previous years, which is pretty mm -hmm. disappointing. Mm -hmm. But just like I said, like with the frushi, um you know, and for people who, you know, uh, do have to modify, you know, different things and in, in their foods and they have allergies, we get a little uh, creative. <laughs> and so we'll just <laughs> omit, you know, you know, the, the fried onions on top, or maybe there's croutons that we can leave off mm. or things like that. And then automatically it becomes gluten free. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, makes per makes perfect sense. Yeah, one of the one of the big things I noticed this year. Um, so Italy, I feel like always has like the same. It's the Primavera Kitchen. Mm -hmm. um, at least like with like throughout the festivals every year, like they always like they're always selling the same things, but they have like three new food items for Italy this year. Um, and I'm not sure if I mentioned this on the show, but like Caesar salad like with or without chicken is one of my favorite foods. I could literally eat it every day. I just love Caesar dressing and <laughs> Parmesan cheese, but they have like a Caesar salad with baby gem lettuce, shrimp, Caesar dressing and crispy bread crumble. They don't have a photo here, so I'm, I I can't wait to see a photo of it. I want to know what it looks like, how it is. Um, but that like got me really excited <laughs> for the, that menu <laughs> item. Like people are just like, it's a Caesar salad, but Hey, you know, I, I'm I'm interested to see what they do with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I might be able to even have that if I don't have the bread crumble. There you go. Yeah. 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 Who knows? I'll we'll pay. See. I'll pay you to eat it, and then you know maybe give your bread crumble to your partner. There you go. Because uh, I just want to know how it is. I love oh that. God, that's now, Matt, I've never had anything from Italy because the line is always so long. But it does sound pretty good. <laughs> I will say. Long. There's nothing on this menu that actually sounds good to me for Italy. Like Caesar salad, I would probably maybe try it, but I wouldn't wait in line for it. The tortellini primavera has peas in it, which I know we've talked. Peas are the worst thing that have ever been invented in this entire world. <laughs> um, so I will be staying far away from that. Yeah. Um, and there's a little pudding with cookie crumble on it, which sounds fun, but not, again, enough to yeah. wait in line yeah. for it. So. I don't know. I feel like Italy usually has a lot better offerings. This is none of this really speaks to me. Mm -hmm. Now, have either of you though tried the Dole Whip and the Violet Lemonade mixed together? I have not, but I hear it is spectacular. It is delicious. I tried it last okay. year, and I highly recommend mixing the two. Yeah. So this is at the Pineapple Promenade uh, mm -hmm. near Port of Entry. So, yeah, there's the, the Dole Whip there and then the Frozen Desert Violet Lemonade, which is uh, apparently like the probably like the most popular drink, um, you know, at Definitely. Flower Garden. I know it's like rated super highly on Park Snacker, and I think it's like in the top five of top 100 on Park Snacker. It is. Uh -uh. It is number four on the top 100 food and drinks on Park Snacker. Get out. Yeah. 
So it's super popular. It has you know 24 ratings with a 4.8. Um, yeah, people love it. Yeah, it's it's super popular. I love it. I think it's I, not I, too sweet, which is what I like. You know, it's sweet, mm-hmm. obviously, but not too crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I do love it. So I'm, I guess I'm, I don't know why I'm shocked because I do love it. Um, but that I don't know for a seasonal item. I think that's why I'm shocked that it's yeah. so high for just being seasonal. Mm-hmm. But. When I was when I was there last year, um, you know, I, I I had such a short amount of time at, at Epcot. You know, I you know I was there at park opening, but like the booths don't open until like eleven, and I had two hours, and I only got the chicken yakitori at Japan um, at Hanami booth, which was fantastic. That's back this year, and I also tried the Fruit Loop Shake, which is at Brunch Cot, which was fantastic as well. But one of the things I really wanted to try was the Frozen Desert Lemonade, a Violet Lemonade, but I just didn't get to that area by the time it was open. And, you know, I was only there for two days um, during the Flower and Garden Festival, so didn't have enough time to explore um, last year. But yeah, hopefully mm-hmm. in the future I'll get the I'll get to try it. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of like coffee cat recipes that you can make it at home. So I do have some mm. violet syrup. Um, so I might actually try to do a little coffee cat recipe and make that at home this year. I'm sure All it's right. somewhere out there online. Oh, oh I'm yeah. sure I've seen people do it. I just gotta look it up. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. What else? Uh, so what else sticks out? Um, um, there, there was one. So we we talked about brunch cot, and I forgot to mention the one thing that drives me absolutely nuts. So I am the biggest brunch fan. I will always say yes to brunch. Um, <laughs> but like, th- I'm kind of shocked that they don't have mimosas or a bloody mary on the beverage list for it. They have a peach bellini, which mm-hmm. sure might be the third best option for brunch. But like, I seem it seems like a miss not to have a mimosa. I just that's I just true. Have mimosas. Right? Yeah. What? Like, and what? it's so easy to make. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Sometimes, like the people like to pair food and drinks from different booths, um, but unfortunately, you know, brunch cot is over by test track, and the only mimosa that I can see is the pomegranate mimosa over at Tangerine Cafe Morocco, yes. mm-hmm. the complete other end of the park. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. It would just. It wouldn't make sense to. <laughs> no, I know. No. Get so some that... fried cinnamon roll bites and uh, <laughs> get a pomegranate mimosa. Yeah, it seems like a lot. So I think I feel like that was a miss, but maybe I'm just being a little nitpicky. I don't know. <laughs> I know my girls are really going to want to get that orange bird bundle with the little book oh, and yeah. the, you know orange bird zipper because it doesn't look like the one that they have already. <laughs> and oh, oh Disney. Oh, it comes with a little golden book. Oh, it does. Wow. How cute is that? So if you don't, if uh, listeners, if you don't know what the little golden books are, you've see, you've seen it. But yes. they're like the the very thin children books that have the gold spine on it. Uh, just look up little golden book. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, I didn't. I, I completely missed that. Mm-hmm. You know. Wow, yeah. that's that's awesome. Yeah, we have a. Uh, we ha- we're starting to collect a few little golden books, but mm-hmm. since they're paper, we don't read them just yet because we don't sure. like the kids. Uh, yep. But you know, <laughs> we have the haunted. Ma- yeah, yeah. We have the Jungle Book one, the Haunted Mansion one. So cute. Yeah. Nice. There was uh, what was uh, there was something else on this menu? I was like besides Caesar salad that I was excited <laughs> about. I don't know why I think that's so funny. I'm excited for the ciders that they're going to be having over at the Tangerine Cafe. And I heard the food, although I can't have it, um, was very good. Mm -hmm. I hear like every festival, Tangerine Cafe is always like great. Like I always Mm -hmm. hear it's really good. Yeah. Oh, I hear the opposite. Okay. Really? Maybe I'm not. I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm wrong. I don't know. (laughs) Let's be clear. I'm most likely wrong. Maybe it just um, never sounds good to me. But I don't know. I feel like Tangerine Cafe is always like a... Miss, which is weird because their actual, like, the quick service and their restaurant food, very good. Yeah. But, I don't know, nothing ever stands out to me for their booths. So, they ha- this year they have a hummus trio, which sounds mm-hmm. really good. Um, that's all plant-based. And then an orange blossom saffron cake, which also mm-hmm. sounds good. Um, let's see, last year, yeah, last year they had a Mediterranean flatbread, which had a 4.3... Rating a park snacker and then a vanilla rosewater pistachio panna cotta, Ooh. 
with a four-point rating. That was the one that looked like a rose. Um, oh, yeah. So it was kind of shaped into a rose, yeah. So that was that over there. Um, the the one thing that people always love, if you, if you go to the fleur-de-lis at France, mm-hmm. is that uh, croissant with, like, goat cheese. Um, or no, is it the – oh, maybe it's the other one. The, I think it's the caramelized beignet. Hold on. Which one is it? I got to look it up again. One second. It's um, one of them people like love, and I think the other one don't love as much. Hold on, I have it here. Oh no, they both like it. The croissant, uh, the croissant uh, with goat cheese, herbs, and yeah, roasted garlic uh, has a five point rating, and then the bin, uh, the caramelized beignet filled with vanilla cream and glazed with caramel, uh, has a four point one. So yeah, both of those options are always really good. People dig that. I know. Nice. And I know, myself included, everyone loves the Lovey and Rose frozen mm. slushy, oh, yeah. too. It's delicious. Always very popular. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, sure. I was right. excited to see the Honey Bistro had a couple new things, because I feel like that was a super popular booth last year. Yes. I think this was a new booth last year, maybe the year before. I think um, so, yeah. They have a new chicken and waffles option that the picture looks amazing um, and a new version of the flatbread, which I remember I never had it, but I know people were raving about how good that flatbread was last year. So this is a different rendition of it. So excited to see how those turn out. They look amazing. Yeah, perfect. Well, any anything else um, on the menus you guys want to call out? I think you pretty much covered it. The only other one that I had marked off, one of my favorite things that I tried, it's pretty simple. It's over at La Isle Fresca between Morocco and France. Um, they have a sugarcane shrimp skewer, um, and it just has long grain rice, mango salsa, coconut lime sauce. I don't know what it was about it, but that was probably one of my most favorite things that I've had at this festival. It's just gotcha. shrimp, but it was re- like the flavors paired perfectly together. So glad to see that's returning. That nice, awesome. Always very good. Mm-hmm. I, I had listed off the lavender martini over at the refreshment outpost um, mm. with the Boyd and Blair potato vodka with lavender and lemon. That just sounds incredibly refreshing for <laughs> an adult beverage. I love it. Heck yeah. Um, cool. Well, all right. Well, yeah, that's, uh, you know, those are some of our thoughts on Flower and Garden. You know, I'm sure we'll talk about it as the, the months go on. You know, it'll be around. So, again, you know, in Park Snacker, we have all the menus up over there. You know, rate and review everything you eat and drink, you know, so people know what to check out on their trips. You know, also create a list of all the things that you want to try. So, you know, as you, you know, you know, as a local, it's great because then, you know, you already know everything you want. You go and, you know, check them off the list. So absolutely all right so we have uh two you know we we have a couple listener questions or one more of a comment and then another uh question so katie you put this first one up so why don't you go ahead and mention this yeah so mine's more just fun super awesome news so a good friend of mine on instagram uh larissa she is at ugh i need a taco which first of all the best instagram (laughs) ever because yes i do need a taco um she didn't really have a question she just wanted to share some awesome news that her son evan um has just been accepted into the disney culinary program he starts in april and is going to be working at saratoga springs which is one of the resorts i worked at and so i am just big congrats uh to evan and larissa that's just that's super exciting news, so had to share it. So props to you, Evan. This is going to be such a cool experience. Um, enjoy every second of it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, good luck with that. That's that's going to be amazing. Yeah, I'll try to – maybe I'll try to set him up, uh, w- you know, with my cousin who works over at Disney yeah. as a chef. Because I think, I think that's how he started. He was in the culinary program in, like, the mid-2000s. So. Oh, man. So cool. That's just yeah. fun news. Always good to share some happy news. Heck, yeah. Heck, yeah. Um, all right, so um, oh, is this? I, I oh, this sure is I, my this is LS Caprino. Right? This is Laura, my lovely bestie coworker. Okay, that's what I thought. Who, I'm like, wait, Katie, I think this is your friend. Yeah, <laughs> this is Laura. Yes, which Laura? I'm very mad at you. Why do you respond to his question boxes and not mine? Like, this is <laughs> she this talks is getting to you me enough, personal. So, uh, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. All right. So she's uh, she's asking for some classic snack recommendations. So obviously, like the Mickey ice cream bar and the Dole Whip. But what else? What? What? I don't know. What are 
some classic snack recommendations. I'll throw it to both of you first. Uh, but if you need me to start, I can. But if someone knows something offhand, go for um, it. So I have to say a Mickey pretzel. Obviously, there's just mm-hmm. something wonderful about eating Mickey's face in any variety, um, especially when you get the cheese sauce. The cheese sauce is a must. Um, and if you want to go really crazy, get the cream cheese stuffed one over in Tomorrowland. That one's really fun. Um, however, I have to say, I made fun of people for years and years who thought Disney popcorn was the best thing ever because I was like, it's pop. Popcorn. Why is it so cool? <laughs> no, Disney popcorn is the best snack that it there possibly could be. Um, but what you have to do is get, if you can, if you're not flying or if you have luggage space, get a reusable popcorn bucket, even just one of their classic ones. It doesn't have to be any of the novelty ones, which are very hard to eat out of. Get a classic popcorn bucket your very first day, mm-hmm. and then you can refill it for $2, oh, and it yeah. is the best it is the best snack. Always refill before you go to your hotel because you're going to want a snack once you get back. No matter how much you ate at Epcot, you're still going to want popcorn when you <laughs> get back. So highly reco Disney popcorn, which is nothing other than Pop Secret, but like it is the best popcorn. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It's it's great. It's uh, vegan and gluten-free also. Nice. Um, mm, perfect. Yeah. My favorite is uh, the churros, but the churros over at Nomad Lounge Mm. Um, which are already made gluten-free. And oh. they're made to order, and they're fantastic. And mm. they come with two different kinds of dipping sauces. You can get them to go at the bar, um, or you can, you know, enjoy them at the bar or at the lounge. Um, but the those churros in particular, because from my understanding – is that Walt Disney World gets a bad rap for their regular churros. I don't know. I can't eat them. Um, But I have not heard great things about the regular churros. But I can tell you the churros at Nomad Lounge are a must. They are. Mm -hmm. I love those. Yeah, Animal Kingdom. Yeah, they are much better than the normal churro, which I have had normal normal churros only at Walt Disney World. I don't think they're terrible. But again, I don't have anything to compare it to because I've never had the Disneyland ones. But I Mm -hmm. hear that... uh, we, we got it kind of rough down in Florida. <laughs> yeah, no, the I agree. The churros are so good. I had them last year for the first time. And, you know, Nomad's Lounge is, you know, the best place to, I think, take a break, relax in any oh, yeah. park. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the drinks are really good, except for the Delang's Delight. Do not get that piece <laughs> of, that POS drink. Awful. Um, but high, you know, the high, what is the high water tower? High water, high tower, high tower tower rocks, Mm -hmm. high tower rocks. That's what it is. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So get that with like some churros in your set. Yeah. Oh, Um, I know a lot of people really love another one that I can't have, unfortunately, but they really love the spring rolls over in Adventureland. Oh, uh, yep. Yep. Yes. They agree. The cheeseburger one is the best. That's, I think. I was going to say, I think that's becoming a classic now because it's yeah. still fairly new. It's only like five, six years old. Like, I, I feel like it's pretty new, right? I don't know if it's been around. I don't even yeah. know if it's been that long, has it? I'm yeah. Not sure. I mean, it was definitely pre-pandemic. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it was a pretty new cart. But I think it's going to be going to be a classic soon because people yeah. love those spring rolls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but to mine, I think, you know, this is a favorite for everyone. But, you know, just grab some corn dog nuggets over at oh, Casey yes. Corners. Sit on the hub, you know, relax, you know, get get some of those over there, you know, dip them in the cheese and, uh, you know, you're, you're mm-hmm. good to go. So And fries. Fries from Casey's and yes. cheese. Yeah. With your yeah. corn dog Well, I, I was only going to say just like corn dog nuggets because I feel like if you get the fries, then you're making it a meal. You oh, know? there you go. Or does it automatically come with the fries or do you have to pay for it separately? I don't uh, remember. Well, that's a great question. Yeah. I think you could, I think you just get it I think it you can probably snack. do it separately. Yeah. yeah. I think you I can think do it so. separately. But, like, I mean, if you share it, it's still snacky. It's, yeah. I mean, it's fine. You can make yeah. it a snack. Anything's <laughs> possible at Disney. Yeah. And, of course, and, and of course, we can't forget turkey legs. That's the best. Oh, get oh, out, man. Shut the F up. No. I, don't think, I don't think Disney sells it anymore because they realize how crappy they are. No, they do. They no, still do the one spot no. in. It's yeah. not as many locations as it used to be. I tell you that because you, you, you barely see those anymore. It's gross. They just disgust me looking at them. When I worked at Old Key West in the gift shop, they had like car air fresheners and they had like a Mickey bar and they had a Dole Whip and then they had a turkey leg air freshener. No, thank you. 
It was the worst thing ever. Every time Make I had to reload vomit. it, I was like, who the heck bought these? Don't do not do it. No. Yeah. No thanks. No. All right. Well, that's uh, that's it for this episode. This was fun. You know, we, yeah. we had a ton of fun talking food and everything else. Shannon, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, giving us the knowledge of, you know, all things Disney. Yeah. Thank um, you for having me. For sure, for sure. Yeah, we'll definitely have you back in the future. Um, but for now, where where can everyone find you? What are you doing? Plug anything you want. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you can find me on Instagram, mostly at Dole Whipper. Um, you can find me on TikTok. I just started over there at mm-hmm. Dole Whipper Travel. Um, and on Facebook at Dole Whipper. Excellent. Katie, where can we find you? You guys can come hang out with me over on Instagram. I'm at Magically Mootsy and, of course, on Parksnacker at Magically Mootsy as well. Excellent. Yeah, find uh, you know find us at Parksnacker.com. Download the app. You know, Start using it for Flower and Garden Festival and anything else you eat and drink at Walt Disney World. All the social medias are on there, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and all that. If you're not subscribed to the podcast already, you know, please do so. You can do that on pretty much any podcast podcast platform, you know, uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. So that's it for this week. Until next time, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.